This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. Thanksgiving's always been my favorite holiday. When I was a child, it was a huge family affair. We'd get a visit from my great-aunt Nina from Chester, Illinois. And Nina had forgotten more about cooking than Wolfgang Puck will ever know. I still remember the delicious smells coming from the kitchen as Nina would shoo my mother away from the cooking and worked her magic all by herself. These wonderful repasts were always started with my father toasting the event with Chilnakovit. I remember him saying, don't sip the schnapps, it's bad for the teeth, and ending with Adnina's incredible rhubarb pie. Family is one of the things that I'm most thankful for in my life. But there's so much more for us to give thanks as well. One of the biggest is sharing the fellowship of Christ. That's what we do right here at KFUO. And that's what the Synod does as well. One person who's witnessed that fellowship all around the world firsthand is LCMS photojournalist Eric Lunsford. Eric travels the world with his camera, telling stories with his pictures. He's seen how God works in this world through us. Eric and I are both thankful this holiday for a wonderful opportunity to serve our Lord and spread his message of salvation. Eric's my guest today on World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. I'm Kip Allen with today's Fast Track. The Little Sisters of the Poor is returning to court to defend itself against lawsuits from two states seeking to remove the Order of Nuns' religious exemption from the Health and Human Services rule. Pennsylvania and California's attorneys general have now filed lawsuits trying to take away the rights that the Little Sisters just won. Last month, the Department of Health and Human Services rolled back the Obamacare mandate that employers must cover contraception and abortion-inducing drugs. The ACLU is trying to force the Trump administration to facilitate abortions for more underage illegal alien girls, this after winning a temporary victory for an illegal alien teen last month. The pro-abortion legal group recently filed a class action lawsuit against the Health and Human Services Department, which oversees care for unaccompanied minor immigrants and refugees. In mid-October, HHS reported that it currently was caring for 43 pregnant illegal teen girls. Jonathan White, the department's director for children's programs, said in court documents that 18 of the minors had requested an abortion, 18 of them had abortions, five changed their minds, and two left government custody before making a final decision. Last month, the Trump administration took action elevating religious freedom as a primary guiding principle in the operation of the United States government. Attorney General Jeff Sessions issued formal guidelines to all federal departments and agencies and to U.S. attorneys across the country, which included 20 key principles in respect to religious liberty. Among the principles enunciated by the Attorney General is that government actions cannot ban an aspect of a person's religious observance or practice, compel an act inconsistent with that observance or practice, or pressure a person to modify such observance or practice except in rare cases. 
Another guiding principle spelled out in the document is that the federal government may not condition federal grants or contracts on religious organizations altering its religious character, beliefs, or activities, and that religious employers are entitled to employ only persons whose beliefs and conduct are consistent with the employer's religious precepts. Under President Xi Jinping, China's Communist Party is cracking down on religious freedom in rural areas. Christians in southeast China have complained that local poverty relief programs will withhold funds unless families remove posters of Jesus, crosses, or gospel couplets and replace them with pictures of President Xi. A communist official said, Many rural people are ignorant. They think God is their savior. After our cadre's work, they'll realize their mistakes and think we should no longer rely on Jesus, but on the party for help. World Lutheran News Digest will be back right after these messages. World Lutheran News Digest is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you anytime, anywhere since 1924. Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. I'm Pastor Ted Lesh, pastor at Chapel of the Cross Lutheran Church in North St. Louis County, inviting you to listen to our KFUO radio worship broadcasts on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. Active worship, preaching, music, and singing are part of every one of our services at Chapel. Join us Sunday nights at 6. It's one more broadcast worship opportunity for you from your friends at Chapel of the Cross and KFUO Radio. This is World Lutheran News Digest. The work by the here we don't have Lutheran Fire I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. My guest today is LCMS official photojournalist, Mr. Eric Lunsford. We are moving into the Thanksgiving holiday, and boy, I know I have so many blessings of my own to, to be thankful for. I know Eric does the same, but you know, Eric, unlike me, is a world traveler. And he knows what we have here, and he we've he's seen what they have over there, and what they don't have, and what they're thankful for, and what we're thankful for. Eric, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Kip. It's always a pleasure to see you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, if a little bit early, <laughs> but it's a blessing to be able to spend some time with you. Oh, it is. Thank you so much. And being here at the LCMS, frankly, is one of my blessings. I. Five or six years ago, I could not have conceived that I would be here being as, as happy as I am doing what I'm doing. Agreed. I am so thankful to be here. I love working here. I love the people. I love being in his service. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was in secular media for so bloody long. And, you know, a number of years ago, my wife passed away and everything really was looking pretty bleak. And then suddenly this happens. And oh my gosh, everything. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm reliving my faith from my youth. I've rediscovered it. Uh, I've, I've met a wonderful woman, and I have since remarried, and she's brought joy into my life. I am so blessed. Indeed. And you know, I will say that it's amazing to see how God works. From my journey here to the church, completely unexpected. Ah. Out of the proverbial blue. And to see what this has become now, mm -hmm. to be able to see Christians all around the world giving thanks every day, to see God's hand at work, 
Kip, that's just incredible. It actually gives me goosebumps just talking about it. <laughs> he does work. He does work strangely. I tell you, it's, you know, there's the old, the old joke. You know, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plans. Now, I remember, Eric, when you came here, when when we moved the station over, you were still with the Post Dispatch. I was. I remember that. And you came here, and as they say. You had an epiphany. <laughs> I did. I did. I uh, it, it, the see. I remember that assignment. You know, coming over and, and spending some time with you at the radio station. Yeah, I and, remember seeing you there. Yeah, you know, I, I actually do love the 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 classical library. I remember Kip. Even now, I'm looking behind you. I'm like, I love all this great music that KFU has. KFU is such a treasure and a blessing. And just well, there we go with that. Thanks and blessings again. <laughs> um, but truly, KFU is fantastic. Just for all that you guys do. Um, and, and for that, I'm glad I'm I'm glad I met you then, and I'm glad I know you now. As am I, you. I'm thankful for that. Oh, well, I am too. You have opened my eyes to things that I could never see, ever. I mean, I've been because of you. I've been to Madagascar. I've been to Germany. I've I've been to Kenya. I've been all over the world because of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, that is another blessing that I'm so thankful for. Yeah. What have you seen? Around the world, you mentioned the, the idea of being able to share Christ with the with your fellow Christians all around the world. What do they celebrate? What do they see as their blessings? Well, you know that's a great question. You know, I was just kind of thinking because it's Thanksgiving coming up. It's so uniquely American. It is. It is. You know, when we think about the preparations, and I mean, I think at home right now we're like, okay, we're gonna go pick up our turkey, and oh, then yeah. you know, like we're gonna make the same green bean casserole again. <laughs> you know? My wife and I have been planning our menus, and you know, we're talking with her son. We always have have uh, uh, Thanksgiving over at her son's house where they deep fried turkey, which is delicious. Don't try this at home. Kids. I know, and only even with a yard with a lot of space around it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. It is a traditionally American thing, and it's always been one of my favorite holidays. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They don't celebrate that the way that we do around the world. Mm-hmm. What do they celebrate around the world, especially in the Christian communities where perhaps they, they are not as materially blessed as we are? You know, I, I see a lot of thankfulness for community. Mm. You know, I remember this great quote from kind of a... Um, like a, a local district president in Madagascar. And he had said, you know, the community is a church and the church is a community. And what's great is that I've seen that because when people in the community saw what the church was doing for them, they, they gave thanks for that. And then the church had people in the community come and put on the roof or build it up. And they're thankful for that. And I still remember that. And when I think about, you know, in the, in the congregations, there's a thankfulness of presence uh, there's a thankfulness of what God has done for us through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, when I visit, um, you know, we've always talked about this before. I, You know me, I always try to, you have that line where you want to do the documentary photography, you're, you're, you're the, the, the proverbial fly on the wall. <laughs> but folks are like, thank you for coming. Here, please tell us about you. You mentioned that a number of times. How they are so excited that someone from the Senate headquarters yeah. has traveled across the world to meet with them. Yeah, and, and for me, I'm like, thank you for letting me actually come here and make these pictures because it's a huge blessing and a privilege for me to see that. Um, and so what's nice is, you know, when you see this great community meal, and I, and I kind of think about, like, you know, when I have Thanksgiving at our home and we have family together and people come over and things like that, and we're there, it's like, you know, someone brings a wonderful meal. Someone makes a wonderful meal. There's, there's 
you just see, oh my goodness. I think the best way is, is you know, First Thessalonians. Okay. Oh, uh oh. Yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't Thessalonians. First Thessalonians <laughs> 1 5 18. And uh, why don't we read that, shall we? Would you please? I would love that here. Let's get over to my phone here. Okay. First uh, Thessalonians 5 18. Okay, here we go. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And he certainly showered us with blessings. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. One of the things that, that really impressed me on uh, a number of your stories is there would be things, well, for example, they'd be putting in a, uh, a, a, a water pump yeah, or, or something that would help an entire community. And the thing was, is it wasn't just the Christians or the Lutherans mm -hmm. who were being benefited by this. The others are as well, but there is this wonderful opportunity to share the gospel with them. Oh, indeed. Now, why are you doing this? Because we're Christians. This is what we do. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, I think back to in Malawi, you know, it was, I remember the well that was just right down from the church, yeah. kind of on top of the hill. Of course, you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, I, my memory is like, I think it was a hill. I'm pretty sure it's a hill. Yes. <laughs> and um, and I remember, you know, so the well was slightly down the hill from the church and there had been some drought and, and there had been, you know, the crops were thirsty and the animals were thirsty and people were thirsty and kids were getting sick because they were drinking the well, the water from the little streams and things. And um, so this well that the LCMS built there, everyone came to the church because first of all, you had water that could not only quench the thirst of people, but it was living water as well. I mean, they're using the same water to baptize yeah. people. I mean, that's incredible. And then not only is this water plentiful, it's actually better than bottled water. It's amazing. Yeah. But then the animals are, their thirst is quenched in the crops and you see people taking and they're going between the well and they're just they're taking water to their family and i mean when we think about giving thanks and i see how the community gives thanks for that and how the church gives thanks for that and mm. now we're here we just have to turn on a tap and we have clean water but we don't understand how rare that is around the world in fact uh, i read an article not too long ago that said the biggest killer in the world is impure water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you've seen that. I know you've been all over uh, the less developed portions of the world where indeed, you know, clean water is a luxury. It is. It really is. And yet to think that this is one of the very basic gifts that God has bestowed upon this world. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I, something else that you have done, that you have shown to me that... Uh, is incredibly meaningful is how the synod has helped people not just spreading the gospel but how we've done things for example uh we have that mosquito abatement program which helps people fight malaria things that they never knew about that stagnant water breeds mosquitoes that breed malaria we have these mercy missions medical mercy missions that bring medical care to people who have never had it and that is something not just the fact that we do this with these people but you have met mingled with the with the people who have done there who have done it especially like with the medical missionaries mm -hmm. And have seen the motivation on them. Tell me about that. 
Well, before I launch into that, Kip, I think I see tears in your eyes. You do. And I'm right behind you. Because when you do think about the amazing uh, work of God, his hand across the entire world, um, it's I, I, it's hard to even articulate how awe-inspiring it is and how emotional that is. And to give thanks to the people who go, and they go, and they, they help. And when you see in a Mercy Medical Team, for example, not only do we send people and people go to serve and care and love and share the gospel of Christ, but you've seen the village how people walk for miles mm. to be there. I mean, through rain and intense sun and difficult conditions and the thankfulness that we have a team there. So it goes both ways. Our teams of doctors and nurses and um, chaplain pastors who go there, they're thankful for being there. And for the patients and those who need help and assistance, they have traveled also a long distance and they're very thankful as well. And when you see that work of God there in that particular one team, for example, um, there is a lot to give thanks for because you see not only a mixture of cultures, but you see that faith. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I think about, and it isn't about what we do, obviously. It's about what Christ has done for us. Yeah, he works through us. Yeah. And we don't do this. He does that. But I say, you know, you and I, we talk about, you know, being in secular media before, and I, I loved what I work in the newspapers. I loved the communities I served. Um, but to be in the church, it's on such a different and eternal level. I, I see what you're talking about. Uh, you know, I have the same thing. I'm, I'm, I trained as a journalist. This is what I've done all my life. Uh, and I took intense pride in the professional ethics and the professional approach that I take. But what I had to do as a journalist was to detach myself from the story. I could not afford to involve myself in what was going on. And so while there was a professional pride and professional achievement there, there was something lacking. One of the things I mentioned was when I realized I had had enough of secular media was, I don't know how many bodies and how much death I covered over the years, but I finally found myself at one point starting to pray over the bodies. And I knew I was losing my objectivity. But maybe I was finding something else. And that was something that brought me here, where now I am part of the story. And I'm talking about what I know and what I believe in. Couldn't do that before. And you're a brother in Christ. Yes, absolutely. And there is this brotherhood that extends across the world. And that is something for us to be grateful for. I, I saw another one of your stories. <laughs> You've been to uh, Sri Lanka, mm -hmm. an island nation in the, Indian, in the Indian Ocean. And there is a Lutheran mission among the Tamil people, I mm -hmm. believe. Now, the Tamils have had a rough time. They were just on the losing end of a 20-year civil war there. They're a minority. They are oppressed. As I said, their side lost in the civil war. But now there is this sense of community that I saw that you had shown that where people were walking for miles to this out, beautiful outdoor church. And there was just a recent article where they have ordained their first pastor. Yep. Wow. Yep. And I think I remember when he was still learning. Yeah. <laughs> to see how the work of God happens over time. 
Yes. This isn't a one-off assignment. It's not like you're going at eight, <laughs> you're photographing an assignment, and you never come back to it. This is something you're you're a part of. It and is. you see this. It's an ongoing story. And again, for you and me as journalists, mm -hmm. this is great because it is an ongoing story. Mm -hmm. We get to cover it again and again and again. And it is our passion over and above what, what uh, we do professionally. Speaking of things that we're grateful for, it's amazing how God want, put us here. Mm -hmm. Never would have thought. I suppose you, you probably didn't either. Because I frankly never really considered working in religious media until I got the offer. And suddenly I say, why did I not think of this before? <laughs> and Kip, I was just looking at publications thinking, well, God's given me this gift of photography, mm -hmm. of storytelling. Uh, and I kind of wanted to know, how can I serve? Yeah. You know, can I help with that or something? I mean, I'm, it's amazing. It is. And uh, to be able to combine that with things that you enjoy. I mean, photography is your passion. Me, I love the microphone. I really do. I like the control board. I love pushing the buttons and turning the knobs. And I, I love researching the stories and writing them. I really get off on that. And you sound great on it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. It's how I make my living. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And uh, it's, it's... But to be able to combine it with, with this mission, mm -hmm. and it is indeed a mission. And we, we say, you know, one of our taglines at the station is, uh, uh, we are a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. That's what we do. We are, in effect, missionaries, something I could never have had an opportunity to do. Certainly not traveling around the world the way that you do, but I do know that this program and other things that we do on KFU are indeed heard around the world thanks to the Internet. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was something that, again, five, ten years ago couldn't have been done. Yeah. Yeah, and whether it's, you know, Malawi or Milwaukee or Sioux Falls or Sri Lanka, um, to see the work of God in people and to talk to people and to see how thankful they are, it really does echo the scripture of First Thessalonians 5, verse 18. Well, one thing that, that I, I think you've seen this, uh, both here in this country to an extent, but largely in Germany, uh, you know, there was the Great Commission uh, to, to make disciples of the, of the nations. Now, the thing is, is that we can't always go to the nations, but the nations come to us. And our brother church in Germany has taken in a great number of refugees from the Middle East. And these are people, many of them were Christians who were persecuted in their homeland. And others were Muslim converts who have learned the word of Christ and are being sheltered and taken care of by our brothers and sisters in Germany. Wow, what an inspirational story that is. And we give thanks to our new brothers and sisters in Christ there. And thanks to God for his work through, you know, Pastor Godfrey Martins, who works in that, mm -hmm. works in that church in Berlin. Yeah, we have much to be thankful for. We do. And, you know, especially when we think of, of what has happened to these people, you know, the, the utter horror that they have gone through. You know, we complain, you know, rightly, here we are in the States, and we complain, oh, gosh darn it, you know, the secularists don't want us to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's bad enough, and we'll fight it, but they're not going to come out and kill us. And that's not the case in a lot of this world. Uh, I, I see it in the newswires every single day where Christians are persecuted and killed.
for the faith. I see it in Egypt. I see it in Algeria. I see it in China. Don't even mention North Korea. <sighs> My word, what these people will go through to hear the word of Christ and that we have a role in being able to help them hear that, role, hear that voice. That is something I am deeply thankful for. Mm -hmm. And I believe they are as well. You know, it's, it's amazing. We, we get feedback every so often from places we never expected to hear. And I'm sure that you have had that too. I mean, uh, not necessarily telling tales out of uh, school, but I know that one time you were given a goat. <laughs> That's true. I've always wondered about that goat <laughs> and the turkey. Oh, I didn't know about the turkey. Yeah, I think the chicken ended up as dinner. But that's okay. Uh, okay. It's one of the ways how we uh, assimilate, not assimilate, but we we, we have to learn how to uh, work with these different cultures. Uh, one thing I learned, for example, from uh, you know Grace Rao, who's the head of our uh, Deaconess uh, program here, is that in uh, many countries, uh, even in the Christian societies there, they are still very much patriarchal, and it is not proper in their culture for a woman to interact with a man, even if it's a pastor. However, they can do it with a deaconess. And this is one of the wonderful things that I've seen happen over there. This is another way how we, how we do this outreach. We cross these these cultural bonds, these these cultural borders, and interact with them all united in the one message, the gospel message. Eric, what a wonderful opportunity we have! What a wonderful life we have! And hopefully, what a wonderful life we're able to share with our brothers and sisters around the world. Indeed, thanks for this time, and thank you for what you're doing. Now, before we sign off. You listeners have heard me talk about Eric's photography. Eric, your photography is available on the Internet. Anybody who wants to can sign in and see these marvelous pictures of Eric's travels all around the world. Tell them where it is. I'd recommend going right to the source of the story, engage.lcms.org. Okay, that's Engage, which is from the Engage magazine. That's right. And, of course, you, there's a photo gallery as mm -hmm. well. Yep. And this, this is the thing to do. And I invite you, our audience, to do this. Share these wonderful stories. This is what Eric does. He tells stories with his camera. You know, I tell stories with my voice and with my writing. Eric does something else. You've heard the saying, you know, when a picture's worth a thousand words, he outwrites me. Thank you. Eric, God bless you and God bless your work. God bless you too, Kip. Thanks so much. And have a joyous, joyous Thanksgiving and holiday. God's peace. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your host, Kip Allen. World Lutheran News Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.